So hey dear steers, before we jump in today's episode, I have a quick announcement to share with you guys. If you want to learn helpful frameworks to establish consistent productivity, master procrastination or eliminate distractions, I'm really happy to share with you guys I'm starting a new class in my program, the 30-day ADHD Productivity Boost on June 12th. This program is simply designed uh, for working professionals and entrepreneurs with ADHD to make their delayed projects a reality. More precise, we'll help you to make 30 plus hours of progress on your delayed tasks in just 30 days. And I want to share with you some examples of the results from my current and previous clients. For example, currently I'm coaching Bilena, a bachelor student and freelancer, and she made 32 hours of progress on her delayed project that is learning for exams in only 20 days working with us. Or also Steven, he is a business consultant, an entrepreneur. He made 42 hours of progress in building his leadership consulting firm in 30 days, in just 30 days. And currently I'm also coaching Zoe, a professor and programming leader, she made 19 hours of progress on her delayed project in just 19 days working with us. In addition to the program, you get also our uh, exclusive no one is left behind guarantee. So if you don't make at least 30 hours of progress on one or more delayed project, uh, projects respectively tasks in the time span of the coaching program, I will personally coach you for free in a one-on-one -on -one coaching until you make at least 30 hours of progress per month on one or more projects respectively tasks. So we will work together to accelerate your progress and achieve your goals. That's really, really important for us, but I'm really happy to share with you guys. Until now, we never had a client that made less than 30 hours of progress in 30 days. And at this point, we only accept five clients per month into the program, as this simply ensures that each person receives extensive individual support and coaching from my team and me. For us, it's really fundamental that each person gets personal and comprehensive coaching tailored to their individual needs. Yeah, so we are simply personally committed to every student's success. Currently, we have uh, three free spots left and we will close the door in six days on June 12th. So if you are a, a working professional or entrepreneur with ADHD struggling with procrastination, inconsistent habits, constant distractions and overwhelm, and if you want to work with me and my team, you simply can click the link below and book a call with me and we will see how I can help you. All right. So let's get started. Welcome to the ADHD Power Podcast. ADHD Power helps working professionals and entrepreneurs with ADHD maximize the positives and minimize the negatives of ADHD so that together we can use our superpower to make the world a better place, Yeah, to use our great strength, like for example, creativity, entrepreneurial spirit, sensitivity, etc. So great, valuable strength those I want to simply, I want to help you to use your strength to simply maximize your strength and um, minimize the negative aspects of ADHD because then it's your ultimate superpower, your advantage maybe. And I know it can be hard, but if we figure out a productive way how we can use our strengths, it's such a valuable thing because in my case, for example, I see ADHD more as a gift or I see it as a, it as a gift. And this mindset shift to see ADHD as something positive and not something negative really, really helped me to improve my situation because as you probably know, if we all the time think something is negative, 
your reality will look like or the probability is pretty high that your reality will look like accordingly. Yeah, it's like when you all the time think, oh, I will fail doing that presentation. The likelihood is much higher that you actually will fail. Yeah. Or not you do it as you actually wanted. That's a little bit the same point here to put ADHD in another frame that helped me, a lot of my clients, and maybe it will help you. All right. So I, first of all, I'm Nicola and I have ADHD. I'm ADHD productivity coach, master student and podcaster. And I warmly welcome to you to the 46th episode of the ADHD Power Podcast. Today, we will speak about um, three ADHD traps, or maybe let's uh, put it like that. Uh, three ADHD no-goes. I really try to strictly follow in my personal life as an ADHDer and to simply address a little bit some no-goes in regards to ADHD because some of those no-goes or if you follow those things, they can worsen your symptoms of ADHD. Only to give you a little bit of background, I want to address this topic because in my personal life with ADHD, I figured out or I saw um, some things I shouldn't do in my life, yeah, because they worsen my, my, simply my uh, ADHD symptoms. And if I avoid those things, I really could improve my situation. And those are now three. I can give you some additional, probably some additional ones, but those three, I guess, are pretty, pretty fundamental. In many cases, I'm not saying that works for everybody. In my case, it helped me for my clients. Many of my clients, they, they, these following these no-goals, help them to improve their ADHD symptoms, maybe it will help you. All right, so here are three actions you should or you could steer clear if you have ADHD. The first is take control of your cell phone usage. So here simply the no-go is don't use your phone really in an uncontrolled manner, yeah? Um, here really harness the power of your cell phone wisely and reduce excessive usage. Cell phones can become highly addictive, robbing you of precious dopamine also. And given that ADHD is often linked to a dopamine deficit, it's crucial to manage your cell phone habits. Yeah. So when you constantly check your phone, respond to messages instantly or indulge in frequent social media browsing, you, you constantly shift your focus. And this constant context switching not only drains your mental energy, but also hampers your ability to concentrate effectively. So here the point is simply a little bit um, to take again control over your smartphone because um, sometimes it can, if we use our phone in a really uncontrolled manner, so I give an example, you, a notification shows up on your phone and you directly answer the message or answer the email or go on social media, you are literally destroying your concentration. And this is really, um, can, that is really not nice because as you know, with ADHD, we already can have some issues with concentration, especially for tasks we are not really, we don't like too much. But here is really important to simply try to use a little bit a more sustainable approach. What I'm personally in my life doing is simply I have clear set times when I'm using my cell phone or my smartphone because it ha in the past it happened to me that I was, especially when I started university, my bachelor's degree, maybe you know my story, I was struggling with procrastination. There I was really excessively um, using my smartphone, was scrolling on social media, and it was not, you, you, because social media Social media is really seductive for many of us ADHD, because you have so many impressions, pictures, videos, 
all that novelty, but at the same time, this context switching and context switching again destroys simply your ability to focus. So therefore, um, you can really try to use a little bit of more different approach, cl have clear time blocks and don't use it in a so uh, reactive way. So more proactive, simply that means you control your phone, you decide when you want to use your phone. That's also partly the reason, partially the reason why I have my phone quite always in not disturb mode because I really, really protect my focus because if I don't, I don't I'm feeling stressed. I'm not as concentrated as I could be. And um, yeah, that's, I guess, really crucial here. So simply um, what I'm then doing is I'm using deep work and in my deep work sessions, I'm not using my phone, for example. So like that, you can use a more proactive approach of using your phone, really crucial. And um, also the point here, what I'm trying to make is why it is a no-go to use your phone really a lot and on, in an uncontrolled manner is really... Um, this constant context switching what you are doing on your phone because when you are on your phone you are watching in one screen but you are not doing just one thing you are maybe a few minutes on social media then you check whatsapp then emails then you're playing a game etc so you're doing constantly different things and therefore what happens is you're weakening your concentration muscle because concentration can really be seen as a little bit as a, a muscle that needs to be trained constantly yeah and um, that also this this simply that knowing that helped me massively to improve my situation because i really started to focus on one thing at a time living a more deep life as Cole Newport would would put it or call it yeah by the way great book deep work uh, of Cole Newport um, highly can recommend that and there he's simply also making it, he's making the point that deep work is so valuable and of course that is highly connected with our phone usage so simply here the takeaway I would say is you're you, you the no-go is simply um, using your phone in an uncontrolled manner and I would say the solution is simply have for example clear blocks uh, throughout the day you can time block that in your uh, calendar when you use your cell phone or at least what you can do to turn off all notifications personally I have almost all notification turned off yeah only for my calendar they are for example on also those I don't hear because I really when I for example I'm trying to to get into a really really uh, focused state I don't want to have any disruption uh, any any distraction and my that's really really important and you know I guess here really take care on your phone usage and maybe you can improve a little bit your situation with ADHD the next um, no-go is simply eat um, yeah simple carbs simple sugars like you know sweets etc so here the takeaway or let's say the main point is cut back on unhealthy short-chain carbohydrates because if you eat them too much they can worsen your symptoms of ADHD it can it, it doesn't must but in my case for example I'm really taking care of my nutrition that had a also a tremendous impact on my ADHD symptoms and I'm really happy to say that today really I'm <laughs> I see so ADHD is not anymore something what is um, affecting me in a negative way. I see it really as it's simply enriching my life and also nutrition is a part of it that my ADHD symptoms got better. And of course, a big part here is simply um, bad short chain eating too much bad short-chain carbohydrates. So I'm simply here the takeaway would be minimize your intake. 
uh, steer clear of simple carbohydrates such as sweets, bread, refined pasta, white rice, sugar spreads, etc. These foods might temporarily boost your serotonin levels, making you feel good, but they come at a cost. The delicate balance between serotonin and dopamine is disrupted, leading to decreased concentration and impaired task performance. That's really the point here. So um, instead, what you can do, I'm not saying you should do that. Absolutely not. You need to figure out that by yourself and always consult health, consult health, a doctor, etc. Um, of course, to see that for your situation. But I can simply share with you from the evidence from my clients and myself what happened here, simply by eating more healthy proteins, yeah, uh, good fats, yeah, really good fats like linseed oil or omega-3 fatty acids or a good olive oil. Um, you c and on the other side, eating vegetables and simply reducing the amount of processed food with a lot of sugar inside. If you reduce that a little bit, maybe you can improve a little bit your situation because the point is really here when you uh, eat, for example, uh, short-chain sugars, what's happening, you, it's commonly known, you, your, your blood sugar increases really fast and crashes down afterwards, and that causes, of course, some uh, that can affect your concentration, for example, but also other, um, other symptoms. For example, in my case, when I eat, again, when I eat something like uh, chocolate or something, what's happening? Interestingly, my level of impulsivity is going up, yeah, I'm not feeling comfortable with it because my body's really adapted to a healthy uh, diet because I'm 95% of the time I'm eating healthy, adapted, uh, simply a diet that, uh, that is adapted to my ADHD brain. And um, yeah, I would say that and also concentration, of course, brain fog, um, that can happen. Um, I just realized when I, I ate for a few days ago, I ate um, in a restaurant and I ordered something and I didn't saw, oh, there was bread coming with. And actually I couldn't eat in the end, but I ate it. And what's happened, what happened afterwards, I had really strong brain fog. Yeah. So that was quite interesting. But the point here is really a little bit to cut back on unhealthy short chain charts. No go is simply eating too much of sugars, bad sugars. Yeah. The third trap or no-go is simply prioritize or not sleeping enough. That's interestingly, of course, for everybody, it's really important to sleep enough. But what I discovered in my case, if I'm not sleeping enough, my, uh, uh, let's say my ability to speak properly or in cle having clear sentences, my expression simply decreases drastically or at least the quality of it. That's the point here. And quite interesting. So on the other side, also, I'm less concentrated uh, when I'm, for example, learning for university. It's not going as straightforward as it would when I slept enough. So therefore, I'm really trying to prioritize my sleep. Sleep. So here, the main point is really prioritize sufficient sleep over the long term. Really, sleep is the cornerstone of your well-being and focus. And that's maybe, you know, we can we can learn all those productivity strategies, etc. What I'm sharing with you on this podcast that all doesn't matter if you don't have enough sleep because that is, I guess, one almost the if not the the best productivity boost is simply sleeping enough. Yeah, and the point here: consistently depriving yourself at of adequate sleep takes a toll on your mental abilities, it hampers your creativity, impedes deep 
thought processes. And remember here, quality sleep is crucial. Yeah, that's really here the point. And what I'm personally doing, um, what I have figured out for myself is really to have a clear sleep schedule because when you have a clear sleep schedule, um, you first of all decrease or simply you decrease the amount of willpower is that is necessary to stick to that routine. Routines are pretty, pretty helpful. And what I figured out as an adhd -er, it's really, really valuable if you don't need to think about what you should do. So therefore, what is the solution? Incorporate habits and routines in your, into your life and then you don't need to think as much. Like Because what's happening if you don't have routines, we need to think, oh, will I eat this or that? Or when I will go to sleep? Oh, I can stay on my smartphone. It doesn't matter. But when you have clear routines and you have followed them for already maybe an extended period of time, you develop this, you're less reliant on your willpower. That's really the case here. And that's such a game changer for me because I have, for example, a clear morning routine in what I'm following, clear steps. I don't need to think, I just execute. And that is so, so mind calming. You don't need to think because what's happening then, you can use this uh, willpower you have and to put it on more important stuff. Yeah, If your goal is, for example, to write your book, Use that willpower to write your book, yeah, for example. In my case, that massively helped me because you can see willpower, by the way. As we know, many of us ADHD, we struggle a little bit with willpower. But the point is here to know willpower is like, um, I give you an, uh, an idea of it. In the morning, you have this level, you have 100% willpower energy. But the more decisions you make, like, will I wear this t-shirt or that t-shirt or will I eat this and that? your um, percentage of uh, willpower energy decreases. Yeah, it decreases every time. That's also the reason why many of us in the evening uh, have not anymore this, this strength of actually not binge eating. Yeah, we don't want to do it, but we actually do it because our willpower is already so long because all day we, we had done a lot of things, we, we worked hard and then we can say, yeah, now we can reward ourselves. But the point here is simply to know um, if we stop um, decreasing our willpower energy on, let's say, shallow stuff, unimportant stuff, and actually using our willpower for the most important stuff, maybe we can uh, incorporate a change in our behavior. It definitely helped in my case because also I have many routines in my day. For example, I wake up, follow my morning routine. Afterwards, I do directly my first deep work sessions. It's not a question. I'm never starting with emails. That's not working, you know. Um, I'm starting with the most important thing. It works for me, not for everybody. For me, it works. And I do simply a deep, deep work session without any distractions. And that helped me simply to increase or more and more my concentration muscle and to get better at it, yeah. So that's, I'm doing deep work. Then maybe... After long deep work sessions, around uh, three to five hours, I really like to have long deep work sessions. I do a little bit shallow work, like um, answering emails, for example, and then I have a break, and then I continue with another deep work session, then again shallow. You see really this, this clear routine, and in the evening, I have, normally I work out in the evening, that is also a routine, so I'm not asking, hey, will I go, or I will not go to do sport, I simply go, yeah? And, but that is really something um, 
It depends a little bit from person to person. Many of us, we struggle to change that, but I guess it's really the point of having clear routines and starting to following that. You can, of course, use um, a tracker. Like, for example, uh, what's pretty helpful is to simply create a chain of your successful behavior. You can make use a planner and on every day you successfully did something, you can make a cross, that's helpful. And then you can watch it and then reinf- that reinforces your behavior. You see, oh, I already did that five days in a row. I will continue with it. That's an idea. You have also different strategies. But you see a little bit of point, incorporate um, routines and strat- uh, routines and habits into your daily life. Then you don't need less to rely on your willpower and therefore you have more willpower for more important stuff or other stuff. Let's put it like that. Yeah. To come back <laughs> on my initial point here, um, so simply prioritize sufficient sleep over long term. That may be uh, help to uh, improve your ADHD symptoms. All right. So we have covered now three different points I wanted to share with you. I give you maybe a short extra, a bonus tip that helped me in my life with ADHD. The no-go um, was simply for me to stop or really rarely drinking alcohol because alcohol is actually something because nowadays as an IG, I'm really, really rarely drinking alcohol. I'm only drinking all the time still water, only still water, sometimes a one tea per day, a tea like um, I have a tea mixture, I'm drinking healthy tea and sometimes a protein shake. That's all. I'm not drinking any uh, beverage or stuff like that because that also, uh, as we covered before, uh, sugars and stuff like that, drinking Coca-Cola, that's not really, really the best thing if you have ADHD for many of us or energy drinks, whatever. Um, Simply, um, really, I'm rarely drinking alcohol, maybe maybe two to four times a year, maybe even less. Um, because first of all, I really like to be clear in my head. That's the first thing. Second, um, I reduce massively this amount because it also it's not anymore part of my identity drinking. Like in the as I as you know probably my story, I was doing it when I was younger in my. Uh, when I was 16, 17, 18, 19, I was doing a little bit more party on weekends, party, drinking alcohol. That's not anymore part of my identity. So what I'm simply doing now is really, really drinking alcohol. I want to be clear in head. You can have a lot of fun at a party without alcohol. By the way, I'm doing re- really rarely party because I don't enjoy it as much. I like more other stuff in my life, to be honest. And when I drink alcohol, it really needs to be a really special, special event. Um, and also then, but... To be honest, really rarely I'm doing that. And it was for me a massive game changer simply to really rarely drinking alcohol. And this principle is also really helpful because then you don't need to think again. Yeah, when for you is clear, like I give you an example, because I'm really rarely drinking alcohol, for me it's not a question if I will drink or not. I simply drink water. And then you don't need to think, you know, should I, should I not? You simply don't drink. I have another principle in my life what massively helped me as an ADHD, for example. Uh, or w- what I really like to follow because it makes life so much easier. At I started my master's degree uh, last year in 2022. Now, now we have uh, 2023 already. Yeah, last September I started my master's degree, and I realized I have actually a really uh, clear principle there or a rule. I'm not doing party at um, university, or in general, I don't do party uh, at university. Yeah, and. Always when I get asked the question, hey, do you want to do party or not? I can always say, hey, sorry, no, because for me, it's already clear. 
Yeah, it makes life so much easier. I'm not saying you should exactly follow that, but I'm saying simply to incorporate some rules into your life, some principles can make it so much easier because you don't need to think as much. Yeah. So, and here, coming back to my point here, the no-go, drinking too much alcohol or in general alcohol, um, to reduce that, of course, uh, it doesn't matter if you have ADHD or not, but definitely if you have ADHD, it can worsen your symptoms because... Um, one client, for example, or it was not, wasn't the client, uh, somebody on social media told me this, uh, in his case, for example, was like, when he drinks alcohol, his dopamine goes up in that moment, but two or three or four days afterwards, he has brain fog, he's not feeling good, in general, his life is in mess, and maybe, yeah, I'm not feeling exactly the same, but it's going in that direction, yeah, because, yeah, if you are not used to drink alcohol, um, and then you drink alcohol, you don't feel too good. If, especially if you drink too much yeah so here the main takeaway my no-go is simply don't drink alcohol or really really rarely that's here the main takeaway yeah i hope that helps so maybe let's do a quick rundown of today's episode first thing is simply take control of your cell phone use second is cut back on unhealthy short chain carbohydrates third thing is prioritize sufficient sleep over long term and the last is and um, don't drink alcohol or at least in really really small amounts and really rarely yeah and i want to mention here of course all those tips you always should clarify or speak with a professional i mean a doctor or somebody you are speaking with and always adapt that to your own situation um, simply what I want to avoid here that you do something and say hey Nicola that's not working yeah maybe it will work not for you but for another person it will help and vice versa for some people it works for example those strategy in my case helped me massively and also for many of my clients but if it's not working for you you can make adjustments and maybe you figure out another no-go what can improve your life of course I have many other no-go's but I guess that will be a little bit too much for this episode all right so really the takeaway here uh, take responsibility over your own situation, figure out stuff and make adjustments. It's really important to be proactive in this world, having a growth mindset and not uh, be reactive and saying it's everybody else's mistake and uh, nothing is working for me because that's not helping anybody in the end. Um, try to be take responsibility, be proactive. I know it's hard, and um, but I guess it's a much more sustainable approach um, if you compare it with having a fixed mindset and saying stuff like, oh, I am like that, I never be able to change something. That's not helping. If you want like that, for sure, do go for that. Um, I'm not judging that, but I figured out having a growth mindset, especially when you have ADHD, can be also pretty, pretty helpful. All right. I hope that was helpful for you guys, uh, this episode. And at the end, I only wanted quickly to mention here, um, the only way for my team and I to accomplish our mission of helping till 2033, 10,000 working professionals and entrepreneurs with ADHD to overcome procrastination simply by embracing their ADHD and working with it to unlock their potential is first by reaching them. So if you have found this episode valuable, would you please take a brief moment right now and leave an honest review of the podcast and its contents or send someone who's struggling with ADHD the podcast link. It will cost you zero dollars in less than 10 seconds, and your action will help one more ADHD can overcome procrastination, one more employee finds work that is meaningful, one more life changes for change for the better. So thank you very much for your attention, uh, dear ADHD. Uh, thank you from the bottom of my heart for listening to this podcast, for supporting me. 
And um, yeah, at this point, I wish you a beautiful day and see you in the next podcast episode.